This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes. You have any idea what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? means I'm a genius because 15 minutes ago I was on the phone saving money. Smart man. And now yes, everyone else means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. Go to Geico.com. Hey, our next guest is one of the NFL's all-time great ball hawks. That's Everson Walls. An undrafted college free agent out of Grambling. Everson went on to intercept 57 career passes, which is 12th best in NFL history. And he became one of only two players and the only cornerback to lead the NFL in interceptions three times. Yet as a four-time Pro Bowler and Super Bowl champ, he's never been a semifinalist, much less a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hard to believe? Imagine how he feels. And you know what? You're going to know because we have him with us today. Everson Walls, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys, man, giving me this uh, what's your beef section, right? Is that what <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I, that's right. What it I got is. beef. I got beef, man. So, okay, away, brothers. I want to. I want to see what you're talking about. Let's start with it. You you've been retired now for 24 years and have been eligible for the Hall for 19 of them. Yet your candidacy has never once been discussed by the Hall of Fame selection committee. What are the voters missing? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's just a matter of uh, uh, age difference. You know, generation gap. I guess you might say. Uh, I don't think a lot of people really are as interested in uh, guys from my era. They're not really interested in their story unless you've seen their face plastered through, what, all these TV positions. Let's say, let's mention Howie Long, you know, a guy like Howie Long. I think he was a first-time ballot guy uh, who mm-hmm. made it He made it in. You look at another defensive lineman, I believe it was Dan Hampton with the Chicago Bears. I mean, his numbers weren't that great, but because his Bears defense has been immortalized, then all you have to do is mention 85 bears, and almost everyone's going to get a nod, at least a consideration. <laughs> you know, but with me, I don't know, my, my, my flame, it lit so briefly, I would imagine, that people seem to forget about it, except for maybe one or two plays, which uh, some are famous and some are infamous. That's one thing I wanted to ask you about, Everson. Do you think at all that you were hurt? This is kind of uh, going to sound ridiculous, but I'm famous for ridiculous questions, uh, that play, you know, the Dwight Clark catch, you know, when you're sort of looking at And I remember you later saying, I'm going to see this for the next 50 years, that, that play. We know what a great player you were, but like you said, a lot of people, that's, young people, that's all they've seen is, you know, that catch and, and, and you in a corner. Do you think at all that that has impacted uh, or at least allowed people to kind of forget all the great things that you did? Well, uh, first of all, I was wrong about that statement. I should have said 60 years. <laughs> and so that that's one thing I, I want to apologize about. The other thing is, uh, you know, when you talk about that play, I have to believe that when you look at that play, then you, you look at who's affiliated with that play. When you think of the Hail Mary, you think of Roger throwing it, you think of, of Drew catching it. No one ever thinks about Nate Wright, you know. <laughs> no one Except for Drew Pearson. Nate Wright. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then Nate comes on on a radio show out here in Dallas one time. All he talks about is how he thought Drew uh, pushed off, which pissed me off and pissed Drew off because as a Cowboy fan, there's no way he pushed off. That play, I would have to say, uh, as much as it's been plastered across the the airwaves, I was even watching the game this weekend. Uh, There were no Cowboys, no 49ers. 
anywhere around this particular game. It was an early game this past Sunday. And I think they were talking about Vince Scully. I had the volume down, and all of a sudden the catch comes on. I mean, it was like <laughs> Baltimore versus the Raiders. How that was even affiliated, I don't know. But I think it was a Vince Scully call. It was. And so when you start thinking about uh, how everyone loved the 49s at the time, everybody really didn't like the Cowboys. Then I, I always throw Chris Berman under the bus because he was a 49er local, I think. And, uh, <laughs> boy, he loves putting that thing up on, on TV. <laughs> and who can hate who can hate Chris Berman for doing that? You know what I mean? I can't say, hey, Chris, you're pissing me off. You know, because, you know, Chris is a great guy, but he loves that place so much. I think the entire country has fallen in love with that place, especially because he was there. So I, I blame Chris. We're speaking with former defensive back and Chris Berman buddy, Everson Walls, on the Talk of Fame Network. <laughs> and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at talkoffamenet. And Everson, uh, let's cut to the chase. Do you feel you belong in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, I really do. Uh, right. I look at uh, some of the numbers the guys have. Uh, I, I always kind of feel hesitant to put my name out there with these guys that I have idolized You know, my entire career. I mean, I've got more interceptions or as many as a male blunt. Uh, Lim Barney, I mean, even the, the, the great Mel Renfro, who I grew up idolizing here in Dallas, you know, those guys, my numbers match those guys when it comes to the numbers. When it comes to team situation, uh, if you just look at my story, I've gone from the Cowboys to what, the worst team in the league, and I go straight to the Giants, lead that team in interceptions, and we win a Super Bowl. So let's stop talking about individual stats. Let's talk about what you're in the game for, and that's to win the Super Bowl. Got that done. Not just did. I wasn't one of those guys riding the bench, you know, just hoping to get a, a ring while I motivate other guys to, to play, do their job. I was instrumental. I was an integral part of that defense, the number one defense in the NFL. One of the best defenses, really, in NFL history when you look at the numbers. And so you can look at numbers all you want. You can look at individual stories all you want. You can look at overcoming – uh, adversity all you want, you, you got me. That's, that's me, you know, and all in one package. How about that? That's my pitch. Well, you know, in that regard, uh, Everson, I, I remember, I actually remember this, when you were a rookie uh, and you came into Dallas and you started and the quarterbacks were, you know, decided they were going to pick on you and you decided you were going to just keep picking them off uh, 11 times to lead the league. I remember at one point in that season watching a game, and literally, I can remember it, and a guy said, well, you know, he, he just outruns his mistakes. He makes a lot of mistakes, but he outruns his mistakes. And I remember thinking, what are you talking about? He's intercepting passes. Did you hear that kind of stuff, and did you sort of boggle your mind a little bit? You know, what are they talking about? I'm either making a play or I'm not making a play, and you made a lot of plays. Well, yeah, once again, it, it was all about, you know, everyone wants to justify why I was not signed. I recall, you know, as you watch games, uh, you can tell that the commentators – have to follow a certain narrative that they've agreed on from the beginning of the production meetings and things of that nature. And with the Cowboys, it was always about the young secondary and how horrible we were as a secondary. Forget the fact that as, as a team, we led the league in interceptions several times. Forget the fact that I was able to do it as an individual several times. Forget the fact that we played behind a, a, a flex defense that Tom Landry invented to stop the run, and therefore the defensive backs, we were simply uh, slaughters, a uh, lamb led out to slaughter. We were the sacrificial lambs of that defense because it was always known that it was made to stop the run. So what do you do? 
guys like Joe Theismann, guys like Jaworski, guys like Phil Sims, they're going to audible when they see us in the flex front. And when that happens, they know how to isolate a defensive back in the flex defense to go from a zone to a man-to-man, which is what I did my entire career with the Dallas Cowboys. I was not supposed to get interceptions. No DB was supposed to get interceptions in the flex defense because it was made to stop the run. Consequently, when I started making those plays, I got all these nicknames from my fellow teammates. Charlie Waters, I think, called me a Martian. Dennis Sherman <laughs> called me Superman because we're not supposed to make plays on first and ten with an audible and a play-action pass. I was too ignorant to know that, and I was too hungry and too angry about not being drafted to give a damn. And that's how I played my entire career, and that's the way I look at these games these days. I'll bet you the Dallas Cowboys wish they had somebody that was making freaking 11 interceptions right now. Take that with you. Take that with you. Oh, man. Everson, thanks so much. I agree with you. Thanks for the time. And and best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy, as Goose has told you, really does deserve discussion. I appreciate you guys, man. I enjoyed myself. I feel like Obama after his first term when everybody was peppering him with questions and he was shooting them down. This is what I feel like. I feel victorious. If I don't get the Hall of Fame, I will look back on this interview and say, thanks, Rick, and all you guys, man. (laughs) Thank you, Everson. Thanks so much. Thanks, Everson. Thanks, Everson. Thank you. That was former cornerback Everson Walls and stand-up comedian Everson Walls. Up next, why former wide receiver Lionel Taylor belongs in Canton. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. 